Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show with Melissa Plaskoff. Mothers, fathers, nannies, babysitters, and anyone else stuck in the carpool line, this is where you want to wait. And now, here's your host, Melissa Plaskoff. Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show. I am your host, Melissa Plaskoff. And okay, if we're talking carpool, we have the most amazing guest today because if we're talking carpool, we're obviously sitting in a car and we've never had someone from a dealership or an auto company talk to us, much less a, an engineer and a female engineer. So this is a big day. Julie Kleinart, welcome. Thank you. So happy to have you today. Okay, you're from Chevrolet. You're calling in from Detroit. So this is exciting. And you're the Equinox safety engineer. Is that right? That's right. I am uh, the technical lead for child safety at Chevrolet. Okay, so if you are in a Chevrolet car right now, honk your horn. Beep, beep. Okay, so hopefully everyone's doing that at the same time, right? Um, well, thank you for being with us. And I think that safety and cars and car seats, it's all so important. And so much has changed, even from when I've had my first. I have an 11-year-old, a 9-year-old, and a 3-year-old. And when we went to go install car seats and looking at them saying, okay, we'll just use our old ones with the baby. You can't do that. And you're making this huge difference with your company because you're making sure everyone's safe, following protocol and putting in um, new technology. Tell us a little bit. Well, um, you know, one of the things we're finding is that a lot of um, parents aren't aren't installing their child seats correctly a lot of the time and they don't realize that. And so one of the things um, Chevy does, uh, or I do as a Chevy engineer, is I'm a certified child passenger safety tech. And so I spend time um, working with families to try to help them and teach them what are all the do's and don'ts in installing their child seats, making sure they're doing everything correctly. I mean, there's there's lots of... Um, Variation in child seats, as you mentioned, they've changed a lot over the years, and they continue to change. There's new models every year. There's so many models to choose from. If you go to the store and you see um, how many are on the shelves, it can be quite quite confusing. It's, and, it's so um, overwhelming. With all those different models, in. there's there are a lot of different things to know of what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. Right. And when you walk in, it's so overwhelming. And I always feel like, oh my gosh, you know, it's almost like buying a car. When you're looking at all of those car seats, it's like, here you go. Here's the fancy ones. And here's the mid range. <laughs> and then it's, I mean, and for me, it's, I need to know about safety. And I think that's what you're doing. And I love that you have these buckle up safe kids USA programs because so many people are installing car seats wrong. I mean, I'm the first to admit that, you know, it gets really hot and it's, you know, maybe you're sweating and there are some rules. There's this inch test you can do, right? Right, right. There's, so we, you know, first of all, we always encourage people to go to a car seat check and work with, a, you know, a trained uh, certified tech who can help teach you how to do everything correctly with your car seat, your child, and your car. But, you know, not everybody can get to those right away. So there are some things that you can do quickly at home to make sure you're doing everything correctly. Um, so one of the things we look at is, first of all, is the child in the right seat? And an easy way to check that, there's labels on the seat, check those labels. 
check. They'll have height and, and weight and age ranges for that car seat. Make sure your child's within those ranges. Okay, and I'm, I'm going to pause you Maybe real a quick. lot of people don't know is that um, car seats expire. And so there's also an expiration date on your car seat. So look for that too. Make sure it's not expired. We want to make sure you're using a car seat that's going to perform, perform its optimal in case you ever get into a crash. Right. And I think I, w- I was going to say a lot of times you'll see these yard sales and they're selling car seats. And it's not always a good idea to go and buy an old car seat because it may be expired. That's right. And and not only that, I mean, we discourage people from buying used car seats because you don't know the history of it. And it's very difficult sometimes to be able to look at a car seat and tell whether or not it's been in a crash. If it's been in a crash, it's not going to perform the same if you get in a crash with it. So, you know, because it's so difficult to tell, we really urge people um, not to do that. It's it's just it's just not worth it. Okay, so these Safe Kids workshops, you just had one actually in Dallas. And are you, how do you people find out more about this? Because, I mean, I'm now going, okay, panic attack. I need my seat checked. How can people find out if their car seat is installed correctly? Sure. So um, there are local groups all across the country through the Buckle Up program, close to 300 local coalitions. And they are constantly hosting either what we call inspection stations or car seat checks. But they also have contacts that you can get a hold of, too, to set up an appointment. The best way to find out what's in your area or or find the local coalition or if they have events scheduled in your area is to go to safekids.org and look for car seat events. Okay, we'll make sure and post that link. Something else that I find fascinating is the rule in which you are not supposed to sit in the front seat because this to me, my kids will come home and say, so-and-so is in the front seat. Why can't I be in the front seat? Is this a state law or a nation law? What's what's the rule? You know, it is a more of a general best practice. And you'll find that um, most, of, most of the child safety world will tell you the statistics say they're safer in the back seat. So we recommend that we keep you know, all kids under 13 in the back seat, if at all possible. They're just statistically they're safer when they're in the back seat. I agree, and I, but I, the problem is you have other people that are doing the, their own thing, and then your kids are in your face about it. And again, obviously, it's up to us as parents to be role models. But I, I don't understand why kids are so quick. I know they want to be grown up, but it, when you see a little child sitting in the front seat, it's just it's just not safe. You're right. And, you know, the really the front seat is designed for adults. The restraint systems are designed for result for adults. It's really, you know, it's really important to try to keep them in the back seat whenever possible. One of the things, you know, we like to say is, you know, kids are VIPs and VIPs sit in the back. You know, maybe that's a way to to try to convince your kid that they're sitting in the back because they're they're your very important person. And we want to protect them. I like that. Okay, so um, I have so many questions for you, and I'm trying to figure out which way to go. Okay, so I'm in the process right now of looking for a car. And I'm going through 
all of the different parts, what's important, how, first of all, will there be the latches there? Are there in most of the, I mean, I guess that's probably required now in this 2018s, but I, you know, how easy is it to install the car? What kind of technology for safety is there? And I have to tell you, even before talking to you, I was blown away by all of the technology that you are putting in this car. I mean, we're talking about the rear seat reminder and the, I love that it was developed by a mom. To, I, yep, share that because I will so, not. I won't explain it well. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to? I can explain what that is if you'd like. Absolutely. Um, sure. So um, the rear seat reminder is something we developed because every year there are an average of thirty-eight kids who die because they were in a car and um, it was too hot inside the vehicle and they died from heat stroke. Um, half of these cases are situations where they weren't intentionally left in the vehicle. It was, um, you know, some situation where overstressed parents, um, you know, forgot to drop off the child, they broke their routine, or someone else, you know, you have multiple people going in multiple directions and they thought, you know, someone else had the little one. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking because they're avoid these are avoidable deaths and we we want to do whatever we can to tr try to prevent these things so what what we came up with is something that um, will let you know whether or not you've been in the back seat of your vehicle either just prior to um, up to 10 minutes before you left or um, anytime during your ride when you turn off your car it's going to give you um, a unique time and a warning right in front of you, um, right in front of the steering wheel saying, you know, rear seat reminder, check your back seat. And, and really what we're trying to do is just give um, parents that nudge in case it was, you know, a stressful day, a busy day, they broke their routine, just remind them, we know you got in the back seat, double check. Um, you, may, you may have left your lunch back there. You may have left... A briefcase back there. I'm, th I'm um, thinking, what about a it could, pet? It could be a pet. It could yeah. be. A, it could be a child. It may be nothing at all because we're we're really looking at whether or not you got into the back seat and not um, de detecting that it's a child. But we're, you know, if you've gotten into the back seat, the, the thought is there's a good chance there's some you put something back there and so we're going to give you that nudge as soon as you turn off the car so before you get out the car you're going to look in your back seat and make sure there's nothing back there that shouldn't be back there i think that's great now and then moving on i mean as these kids get older you are a, you're a parent and you're also a grandmother so you've watched you know everything kind of transition and change and i believe you said you have a grandchild that's 19 so and in today's world with technology and, you know, texting and driving, I know I have friends that ha are making their children sign almost this contract when they get their license to say, okay, here are the rules I'm going to follow. But I love you have this password protected digital report card built in. We do. We do. We call it um, the teen driver. And it actually, you know, it's an industry first, but what it looks at, um, it, it, does certain things and then it also gives the parent a report card in the vehicle so the the parent can password protect they can program one of their keys to be the team key um, this is all in the vehicle um, you know with no extra charge no fees to have this 
kind of a system, and, and the information stays in the vehicle. Uh, you set up a PIN, you go in, you program your key right there in the vehicle. Anytime that key is used, it's keeping track of certain things like um, distance driven. What was the maximum speed um, driven? Um, if the traction control kicked on or the analog brakes kicked on, if they had, if any of the, um, many of the active safety features, if they are equipped with that, if any of, if many of those kicked on, it will keep track of those. So you're getting an idea of how off, you know, how your child is driving. And high the five that cool, it was, it was developed by a mother ahead. also, right? Yeah, it, yes, it was. And, and, and the other cool thing behind this is it also doesn't allow them to turn off any of the active safety features. Some of the active safety features we have, we allow our customers to turn them off if they decide they don't want them active. Um, the teen driver feature, if it's active, it won't allow that. And one of the one of the neat things I love that it does, because a lot of kids aren't buckling up when they should be, is that um, it it will mute the radio or any audio in the vehicle until they're buckled up. So if um, if the front seat passengers aren't wearing their seat belts or if they unbuckle during the trip, their radio turns off. I love and that. And I think that that's a real effective way to get to teens. No, that's brilliant. And, I, and again, I love that. I think it's so fabulous that moms are developing this incredible technology and that it's actually, they're not just developing it, it's being executed and really put in the cars. That's, I, that's really cool. And for you being, and I, I don't want to be like female in car and auto, is it strange to be, I mean, you have a really big job and you've been doing this for a long time. What's it like being a female in this business? You know, it's been pretty exciting. I, I grew up in a family that, um, with three older brothers and the only girl. And when I came into this industry, you know, it was largely dominated by men. But I think growing up that way in a, a male-dominated house, that, that didn't make me uncomfortable at all. I really um, never felt uncomfortable being being a woman in this field. And, and really, it's interesting in the safety area um, at Chevrolet, we have a lot of women, and I think it's I think it's an area that women gravitate to. I really do. I think women, um, you know, they they want to be protective. They they want to help protect people, um, and I I think you know that's just in our nature sometimes. So I think it's a field that maybe women are drawn to a little bit more than some of the other areas within um, the automotive engineering area. Well, I, I think it's. Yes, I definitely think women, you know, can be, care, you know, more of a caretaker. But the other piece is that Chevy's listening. And I, I think that that's something to celebrate, saying, you know what? They're caretakers. They're coming up with this. They kind of know what they're talking about. And they're also really smart. So let's do it. And it's working. What do you think um, Chevy has taught you about the work-life balance? Because I think it has to be, look, I mean, you have a big job and you have a family, how, what have, how has it been working there? It's been great. I'll tell you, it's, you know, as any working mom can tell you, it's always a challenge to balance family and work. And um, I've had those challenges over the years, but I've also had a lot of flexibility in my job, which is really important, has been really important to me, very helpful in terms of being able to manage things at home and manage things 
um, at work and, and do it in a more flexible manner to give me the ability to do the best at both. Um, I, I think one of the things I've learned is it's really important to leave work at work <laughs> and not bring it home. Um, sometimes it's easy to do that, especially today with all the new technologies we have and, you know, cell phones and emails and what have you. But, you know, I think it's important to make sure you separate the two and, um, you know, not bring your work home with you, if at all possible, and really give your family that undivided attention when you are there. I th And I think those are wise words. I mean, you've been working for a while, and so many of us are connected to our devices, and you've made it, and you've been successful, and you've been able to kind of separate it and have a nice balance. I think that's great. What do you, okay, so let, I'm going to give you a scenario. You are on an airplane, and you see a baby that's not in a car seat, and then they get out, and you see them in baggage claim at their destination, and they get in a taxi without a car seat. Does it make you, how do you handle that? Oh, it's difficult. It's really difficult. You have to be careful because in, you know, there are many situations where you might see things that, um, that aren't safe. Um, not only people getting into a taxi, but also someone getting in, you know, into their personal car. Right. And, you know, you have to be careful in how you approach people. Um, some people appreciate the advice. Many, many don't. But we try, <laughs> and you try to do it in a non-confrontational way. And, um, you know, whenever you get the opportunity, we're always trying to educate. And, and, and being a certified tech, they spend a lot of time teaching us how to work with people. It's not, you know, we're not trying to criticize people or, or you know, for doing things incorrectly. We're just trying to educate them. And I think, you know, all parents want to protect their kids. And the more we can educate them and explain what the risks are, I think the more they'll understand and want to do the right thing. I think you're right. And I think it's all about how you communicate it, whether it's with this or whatever. Um, and ultimately, you're just trying to help. And by listening to you, someone could actually have a moment that's changes their life, you know, so um, you're not like you're trying to disrupt a situation. What? Okay, so this Chevy Equinox, this is the 2018. Is it when you look at this with other cars in that same level? So this is like the crossover, right? Yes. Okay. So, so it's, it's, go ahead. It's a smaller crossover. It's our all new 2018 Chevy Equinox. You know, um, at Chevy, we we design all our vehicles with safety at the forefront, and child safety is a big part of that. It's not just about keeping the adults safe, it's keeping the kids safe. And this is one of our, you know, our newest vehicles on the market, and you know technology's changing by leaps and bounds, and so it's, it's really an exciting time to be in this field because there's always um, new safety features being added to vehicles and available to our customers, like this rear seat reminder, and our teen driver feature. So no, and I think um, you also have this really camera, an exciting time, right? Isn't there this 360 camera? Oh yes, and that's amazing. I love it. I'm I'm short, so I have a tough time really telling where the corners of my vehicle are. And the surround camera um, gives you a, kind of an overhead bird's eye view using the cameras outside the vehicle to show you a picture of your car from above 
and what's all around you so you can see what's in front of you, um, how close are you coming as you're trying to pull into a tight spot, are you centered between the lines um, in a parking space. I mean, it's just, it's really, um, really a great uh, feature. I've, I've really, as a, you know, for me, I've really enjoyed using it. Well, I'm short too, and that is my biggest challenge to try to figure out. And I have to kind of like roll down the windows and say, everyone, step away. And there was a story, actually, I believe it was last night in Dallas. And, there, and it's, I mean, it's awful. There, a girl was run over. And, and, and this is a teenager. They didn't see her. And it's just, these. why do these things need to happen? And you're, you're, like I said before, it's almost like you're changing the journey in someone's life because of the safety and the technology that you're saying this absolutely has to be included. Right, right. And, you know, we have backup cameras are pretty common and we have standard backup camera on this vehicle too, which helps you, you know, um, backing up and, a, and what we call um, a rear cross-traffic alert, which I love. It uses radar to look both directions behind you when you're in reverse. It, you know, the radar looks to the right and the left and lets you know if a car or a pedestrian, even if you're in a parking lot, is is coming from that direction. And so it's great, you know, and it tells you which direction there's something coming. Because when you're in, you know, again, when you're short or you're in a smaller vehicle and there's bigger vehicles parked on either side of you, some, sometimes you can't see who's coming and what's coming oh, and that, that's another one up. that's been very helpful and in you know when you first start moving the car we want to make sure there's no one around there's no kids around but you know parking lots can be tricky oh yeah and then when you start to back up and there's a street behind you with cars coming and then there's just anxiety and I think this is good because it can ease people inside the car there you know they can kind of calm down and then obviously protect the people on the outside what okay so you do the you're the safety engineer for this vehicle other vehicles too within Chevy Yes so I'm I'm the I'm the lead um so what I do is I actually set our requirements in terms of what um what are our requirements in terms of making sure all our safety systems work well with children making sure um that we have the right things to design to, criteria to design to, um, to make sure that car seats are going to fit well in our vehicles. And that's kind of a challenge because there's so many of them on the market and they're changing all the time. So we're always trying to make sure we're, you know, we're doing the best we can to accommodate this range of car seats. They've gotten so much bigger than what they used to be. And at the same time, some of the vehicles are getting a bit smaller. So it's really always kind of a challenge to make sure we're capturing, you know, the latest technology on their side and making sure it'll fit well in our vehicle. But we also want to make sure our seat belts and our airbags and our other, you know, safety systems in the vehicle are going to work well um, with child seats and with children and, and not pose any extra risk um, to the kids who ride in our cars. So, Have you guys so ever thought the, about designing your own car seat? What's that? Have you ever thought about designing your own car seat? You know, actually, years ago we did. Um, one of the first car seats uh, that was um, ever built back in the 70s was called the Love Seat. And that was... Um, 
that was a General Motors Chevy car seat that was on the market way before there were any regulations. Um, so it's quite interesting. But um, designing our own car seat um, is a bit of a challenge. And um, so we have not we have not got gone back down that path in the recent history. But no, I would just we did that, do yeah, that a long time ago. No, that would be interesting. I would think that if you bought the car and then oh well, this is actually compatible and because of safety, I because you're right. There are so many car seats. I can't even imagine how many you have to test when you are bringing when you're trying to figure out whether it's even changing one little thing. I mean, you probably have an entire room full of car seats. I do. We do. We do a lot of evaluations with car seats, and um, we're constantly looking at the newer models and talking and working with the car seat manufacturers so that we know, you know, as much as we can what's coming, um, you know, and try to work together to make sure that, you know, we aren't doing things that, don't work well with car seats at the same time we want to make sure they're not doing things that aren't that aren't compatible with you know the vehicle and the vehicle system so well i can't i personally thank you for keeping our family safe and for um, everyone else getting all of this great information for more information about Julie, you can visit isitchevrolet.com and um, for give me the safe kids usa website again so it's safekids.org, and I'd also, um, at their website, not only can you find, um, you know, your local coalition or, or local sites to go get your car seat checked, they also have something called the Ultimate Car Seat Guide, and that's another great resource that will give you some basic tips um, on how to check and make sure you're doing everything correctly, how to buy a car seat. Um, there's just great tips, videos, pictures, lots of good information there. So until you can get to that car seat check, it's a great resource. Okay, or you can invite Julie over to your summer picnic, and she'd be happy to check your car, right? Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Sounds great. <laughs> all right, Julie, thank you so much, and I hope you have a great rest of the day for all of you listening. Thank you for tuning in, and we will see you guys next week. Thank you. Thank you.